Welcome to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I am an educator, speaker, mentor, and author. I believe in the importance of helping children reach their potential so they will become well-rounded, intelligent citizens with positive influence and impact in society. Join me to hear from experts who can help give parents access to the best skills, strategies, tools, and resources to help their children be successful and ultimately excel in the world. Hello, everybody. It's Helen Panos, Dynamis Learning Academy at K-12 Tutoring Service. We are here today on my Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast, and I have a special guest for you today, and it's Bernadette Panier. Hello, Bernadette. How are you doing? Hi, Helen. I'm doing well today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I am so glad you're joining us because you have an important um, topic for our parents today. Um, Can you tell us about your company and your background, like where you came from, where you were working and how you journeyed to what you're doing today? With your business. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So my consulting firm, Barone Panier Consulting, was formed a little over two years ago. I have a very large enterprise background in sales and marketing, and I've worked for over 20 years with Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 major enterprise companies. Um, most of the labels that I worked with in sales and marketing, you probably have some of their products in your home right now. <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> um, and I, um, a, about a year and a half ago, a little about two years actually, really committed to forming this firm and really start educating the entrepreneur about, you know, increasing that digital footprint, how to really create an, an outbound lead generation process so that you can gain revenue and finance through social media, through your website, mm-hmm. through those digital marketing funnels, you know, like your click funnels and things like that. And um, in January in 2020, in January, 2020, I went all in on my company. My husband was diagnosed with cancer um, very unexpectedly. And I had to make a very rash, educated, but rash decision um, very quickly because it was a very, it became very clear to me very quickly during his hospital stay that I was a number on a spreadsheet to the company that I was working for. And they genuinely did not care that I was fighting for my husband's life in a critical Mm -hmm. state and trying to make sure that he could survive and speak again and walk again and do all these things that we were told were possibilities that couldn't happen. So Mm -hmm. I woke up on a, like a Wednesday morning and got on the phone and said, I'm not going to work for you anymore. I'm done. And I decided right then and there, I was going to go, all in on my company, find my clients, find my tribe, find my people and create a business. And I was lucky enough that in 2020, my business was not only profitable, but I was able to afford to pay myself a six figure income last year. So I really feel like there is a lot of education that needs to happen, especially for the scaling entrepreneur, the micro business owners Mm -hmm. on how to really monetize social media and what that really means. You know, it's not just buying ads on Facebook and Instagram. It's not just posting static posts. There's so much more strategic knowledge that needs to come out of it. 
And with that happening, I've been able to educate myself a little bit more about all of the fun things that come out of being online and (laughs) what that means to who you are as a person and having to be mindful about what you're putting out there and what that looks like to people because cancel uh, cancel culture is real and um yeah, uh, you have sure and it will sneak up on you sad now but we didn't know that before <laughs> yeah it'll really sneak up on you and I've had a few clients that have lost clients and lost business because of things that they had had out there before because of what waters you probably shouldn't swim in right now mm-hmm. um so and it's tempting right I mean my my husband says don't engage the crazy and <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to not engage the crazy. Oh yeah, you got to be really, um, yeah, um, patient <laughs> and refrain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess this goes for children too, right? Especially middle schoolers and teens. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much you deal with them because through dealing with their parents and and building, helping build their businesses, maybe through social media. Do you want to talk about what you see that teens are doing and um, like what, what, why should parents pay attention to not only what their children are doing, let's say, and watching what they are posting kind of similar to what you were just saying, I'm sure about parents and adults. (laughs) Well, yeah, this is a twofold thing. Number one, monkey see monkey do. So if you're not behaving yourself online, your children are going to see that and they are going to mimic that behavior 100%. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's important to know that your, your digital breadcrumbs are there forever. So even if, and and I tell my clients this a lot, right? Like if you don't like the video, it's okay. Just delete it. If you don't like the post, it's okay. Just delete it. Yes, that is true. You can delete things. Mm -hmm. However, we live in this world where they're still going to be sitting somewhere. They're sitting on some cloud. They're sitting on some website. Sometimes people take screenshots of things without your knowledge or download photos or things like that. And that's where those little breadcrumbs really, you have to pay attention to them because mm-hmm. as a teenager, I, you know, and I said this, I was um, speaking at a college locally here in Georgia, um, spring semester, 2020. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, you have to be mindful of the fact that like, I grew up in a world where if somebody walked into a room with a video camera, it was the size of a boom box and it sat on their shoulder. So I was well aware when a camera was in a room. Uh And so I knew not to do stupid things in front of that camera because I didn't want that to resurface. Mm -hmm. And again, also it was on a VHS tape. Like the, I was so lucky my teenage and college years were not recorded on an iPhone. Because I most likely, I actually, I know for a hundred percent, I made mistakes in high school and college. Thank God they're not on video. Thank God there are no photos of them. (laughs) Right. Me too. (laughs) But we, we live now in a world where a phone is this size. So it fits in a pocket and people can record you without your knowledge. They can record your voice without your knowledge. Mm -hmm. They can take pictures without your knowledge and that lives forever on someone's yeah. phone or on somebody's laptop or whatever that is. So I, I told this class, like you, listen, 
if you want to get hired in a professional manner, and if you want to be known as a subject matter expert or a president of a company or the owner of a company or a VP in something or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever that may be, whatever your path is, Mm. enjoy your path and walk it at your own pace. But know that every employer, every client that wants to do their own background check, so to speak, is going to Google you. Mm -hmm. Or all up on social media. (laughs) Or trying to find you on social media. So make sure you're not posting photos of you smoking anything. I don't care if it's a vape, a cigarette, or marijuana, or or even meth. Like, don't put that out there. Like, um, you know, don't don't post a lot of drinking videos. Don't post, actually try not to post any drinking videos, but be mindful of what you're putting out there. Be mindful of the fact that for every owner or CEO that won't hire you because you have a, have a tattoo on your body and they can see it is the same CEO that'll probably not hire you because they saw a picture of you drinking or a picture of you smoking a cigarette or a picture of you at a nightclub that they don't approve of. I have and, to say, a friend of mine was just told through a recruiter because she had pink hair just here at the bottom of her ends. He actually said that to the recruiter that he didn't like that, that that wasn't you know, he's not looking for something like that because she would be visible to a lot of his clients. And she was like, I never even thought about that. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up. Not just technology, but physical. I mean, hey, people are still looking at that these days, but definitely social media. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I worked for a company years and years ago that um, I was a, a hiring, I was in a hiring position Mm-hmm. And I needed to put a team underneath me. Um, unfortunately, the leadership in that specific company really liked a certain type of person. And that was the only type of person they wanted to hire. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get females hired. Mm. In it, so I started cutting the names off the tops of resumes. Ah, <laughs> to be able to what? get women interviewed for this company. Yeah. Um And it was a struggle, right? So like, think of it that way. So for every company that wouldn't even look at your resume because of your name, and they make assumptions based on just your name or just the city you live in, or your email address, like all of those things are true now on social media. So when you're thinking about how you need to look online and what colleges are looking at, what private high schools are looking at. I mean, let's even push that further back, right? Let's talk, let's take a big step back and talk about all the preschools and kindergartens you have to apply to get into. Right. (laughs) Yep. So your child is not online. They are two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. You're online as a parent. All right. You don't think when you submit that application that that kindergarten principal or that board isn't looking at every single thing you've ever posted on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. and combing through it and making their own assumptions. Mm-hmm. I, I, from that, when I told my friend that, um, you know, oh, wow, if they're looking at your hair, then you better go check your Facebook out and scroll all the way back and anything that even looks remotely questionable, I would remove it. 
<laughs> so true. You're interviewing. <laughs> it's so true. The job market is really, really tough. And as we are a 2D world right now, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, you know, I have, a, I have a handful of clients now that have come to me to work with them about their camera presence during interviewing. A lot of, you know, what's your background look like? What's your background in your, in your video say about you as a person? Now, you know, is it, would you help teens out that are interviewing for private schools with that? Yeah. So as as a matter of fact, I have a great story of a client of mine. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he, he's a friend of my father's. He reached out to me at once. My dad told him what I was doing for a living and he said, I need help. Not only is my son interviewing for colleges online, but he's interviewing for a job and I need to know what he needs to know so that we can make sure that A, he gets hired for this job that he wants to work at and B, that he's making a good impression on these videos for his colleges. So I sat down with them. It took 30 minutes. I went over camera presence. I went over how to sit in the chair. We changed his background and his room. Cause I was like, you should be doing these videos from your bedroom, but your bedroom needs to look on point and let's repaint a wall mm-hmm. and let's put up some shelves with your trophies and the books in the background that are appropriate to the conversations you're having. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, it took $45 of investment of paints and a few shelves. That kid had a great background We Mm -hmm. upgraded his computer chair from a black one, which is what I have. I just have a basic black one, but we gave him a really bright white computer chair. Mm -hmm. I picked out solid polos for him to wear, told him to brush his hair and shave. (laughs) Um, And I told him if you were going to be drinking out of a cup and it wasn't the cup of the school you were interviewing with, it just needed to be a blank turvis. Like don't, it needs to just be blank, nothing to it. That's true because somebody might not like Starbucks and you like pick up a Starbucks cup. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And not only did he, so it was really great. He did one interview for this local, I mean, it's a franchise, but it's a, it's a very favorite local chicken restaurant here in Atlanta. Um, He did the interview within 15 minutes of being on the interview with the GM of the restaurant, got the job offer, was able to, negotiate a higher starting wage and he's been stellar on every single one of his college application interviews because now he understands what he needs to do to be the best version of himself Mm. on camera and his dad sent me this beautiful testimonial and wrote me this gorgeous letter his mother sent me a card I mean he (laughs) they are just so in awe of the fact that it took 30 minutes for me to check this kid. And what was funny is his, his dad told me, like, I could have told him all of these things you told him and none of it would have happened. That's right. (laughs) Got to hear it from a stranger. That's funny because we had a kid that if I'd known that, um, but I didn't know ahead of time that it was virtual. She uh, is a fifth grader trying to get into sixth grade at Westminster. So she had to do a virtual interview and I just came into it like maybe four days before she was doing the interview, I was helping her more with like setting up the speech and, you know, but I wish I'd known. Now I know the next person I have that needs to, you know, figure out background, all this stuff. I'm going to send them to you, Bernadette. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have have to talk about that uh, on a Facebook live sometime too. (laughs) It's little tweaks too. And a lot of times it's, it's stuff that's already there. It's things that can be fixed very easily, but it's just understanding 
that you're in a 2D world and people are just going to make their assumptions. Mm -hmm. So how do you know it's it's a first impression just like any other first impression the difference is is you're not shaking a hand and you're not physically in that office mm-hmm. so how do you look your best how do you feel your best out. how are you confident mm-hmm. right if i if i was a dean at a school or the department and i'm interviewing a kid a child that's going to go into college let's say and you just said you know drink out of a cup that's osu for instance my husband went to osu uh Ooh, that would probably, I'd go, hmm, look at that. He went out of his way to get an OSU cup. Or maybe, like you said, the background is all OSU or something like that. And believe me, we could give them a lot of things to use in their background. So if you ever need that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Somebody can borrow our stuff, uh, listeners. Yeah, it was for, for me, yeah, for me, when it came to his background, specifically his background, because he was an athlete and there were some other things going on, I specifically said, like, look, you're going to very quietly show how good you are at things. So how do you do that? You make sure that your awards and your trophies and your certificates are behind you. Mm -hmm. And then you're not saying a word. And then if they ask you turn around as if there's too many, hold on, which one are you looking at? Like, Oh, let me, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't, I don't know what I won last year. Nonverbal cues. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Same with the books, you know, be mindful. Um, I was told a long time ago by a recruiter uh, when you are like your interview starts the moment you pull into the parking lot and be careful who you're yelling at in the parking lot. Be careful who you're like cutting off in the parking lot. You never know who that person might be. That's true. (laughs) But be careful what, you know, like they say a lot of, um, and I don't really know how true this is but they say like when you're in the lobby be really aware of what book you pick up which magazine you pick up because people are watching you they're watching what are you reading while you're waiting for me to come come you know come out and find you oh you get so an I, elevator with somebody <laughs> that's your yeah <laughs> so the same could be said for the books that are behind you on your bookcase what do the books behind you on your bookcase say about you as a person or you're scrolling through your phone and, mm-hmm. and they're, they can kind of see it and they're like, why is he looking at that site? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and if you, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was saying, and if you connect to their Wi-Fi, remember the fact that they can see everything on your Wi-Fi if they want to. Oh, that's true. Especially if they have a good tech person. <laughs> so what are the dangers of posting NSFW pictures and videos and tell the audience what NSFW is in case they don't know? <laughs> yeah. So not, not safe for work, not safe for school. Um, those are big things. Um, the posting photos and, and, and videos and things like that, you know, even with the caption, like not safe for work or not safe for school or not safe for kids or whatever it is. Um, again, can really affect how an employer looks at you, how a school looks at you. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they're going to be like, well, why are you like the excuse of like, oh, I just retweeted it. Okay. Well, why did you retweet it? Like that says something about you. You thought it was funny Mm -hmm. or you thought it was, it needed to be spread. So why did you retweet that? Why did you repost that? Um, you know, the, the stories have come out recently with like the bachelorette girl that just came out. And, you know, in 2018, her college had a, a bad taste party um, that she attended that that photo went viral. Um, and 
they showed the fact that, you know, she's been, you know, they, they crawled through her Instagram and her Twitter and reposted every single time she retweeted a Confederate flag or liked a photo with a Confederate flag in it or wow. liked all of these, what would be considered racist photos. And no matter what she said or how she said it, it didn't matter. They yanked her from The Bachelor. Like, that was it. Mm. So... Right. She did that when she was in college. We've all made terrible mistakes in our early 20s, but now she's in her late 20s and that just ended something for her. Yeah, that's sad. Wow. So, I mean, you have to be really careful with what you're posting, what you're reposting and what you're liking. Like, yes, if it makes you laugh, fine, I get it. But like, don't like it because somebody's going to notice that. Somebody's going to see that on your feed that you liked that. Mm. Um. And if you are going to have inappropriate things out there, <laughs> make sure your social media is locked, like really not, locked down. Yeah, not in the public view. Take it off of public. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And be careful who you have on as friends, because I wouldn't trust every single person on my friends list to not screenshot something and hold it against me later on. Well, that's true. I mean, hey, we just had an example of that, right? with a, I hate to bring up politics, so I'm not going into politics, but that's just an example of, you know, somebody took somebody's text message, message, I think, and started talking about it or sharing it. And then, you know, the whole thing oh, with text. I think I know it. it was a group, it was a group text thread in one of, yes, yes. I do remember that story that just right. came out the last couple of days. And I hate to say that adults are not even thinking to that extent. So I'm glad we're having this conversation because I've had to have this conversation with a friend recently. Um, and I don't think, I don't think they took it too well. <laughs> I was trying to protect her, right? Because like we say, employers are looking. Just because you're employed and you're a good employee, that doesn't stop an employer from going, hey, why did you just post this? Yeah. You know, they can question you these days. So yeah. yeah. And, let's, and let's, let's peel that a little bit further back, right? Like while it would be okay as a student to be friends with other students, what you shouldn't be online is friends with your teachers. Mm, oh yes for sure so like don't connect ask people like former mentees that were posting things and talking about something I'm like hey that's not appropriate take that off (laughs) um you can't that's why you don't see many educators talking about anything related to education on Facebook (laughs) or educators just online period because it's a dangerous place to be I mean it, it can really affect a lot of things, not just your job, but like your license to be able to work anywhere else too. Right. Um, and when it comes to like the text message, I love that you brought that up. So, um, because I have another story. I have so many stories, Helen, so many stories. Okay, you, do. you might need to write a book of stories related to the, uh, I don't know, the badness of <laughs> the good and the bad of, of right the media. I could call it the s word or something the social media experiment <laughs> um so I I know someone in another state that their son um at the time was 14 that 14 year old boy and his friends had a group text that was going on they had girlfriends mm-hmm. Those 14-year-old girlfriends, I'm shaking my head no because I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud, sent very inappropriate photos via text message to their individual boyfriends. Oh, wow. Those, those photos 
it's it's the, it's so many layers of things that you wish you could fix before it could happen. Um, but then those photos that were sent privately to those individual boyfriends, right? Teenager to teenager mm-hmm. were then shared inside that text message thread. <laughs> no. So it turns out that one of the girlfriends found out about it. They broke up. She made a big stink about it. Those boys were all charged with um, pedophilia and wow. uh, attempted distributing um, attempt, something about attempted distributing of something, something with sexual and, and something like it was, it was a felony. Right. And while none of them got time in jail, they all now have to register as sex, sex offenders for the rest of their lives. Oh, gosh. That's I awful. can't imagine one college is going to let them in. Wow. That's awful. Yeah. I know. And they're, they're little, right? 14, 15. That's a very young age where you're not understanding what you're doing today will affect your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And those conversations have to happen early on as parents, as aunts, as uncles, as grandparents, Mm-hmm. those conversations have to happen really early, you know, before you give your child a phone and I don't know what an appropriate age is for a phone. And I don't want to get into that argument because that yeah, number is all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. right. There are six-year-olds roaming this earth right now with a better iPhone than I have. So I don't know what the, the a good age is, but I would recommend that before you hand your child anything, an iPad, a tablet, a phone, you have a real conversation about posting and sharing Mm -hmm. and what appropriate behavior is on that technology and what they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And just like you school systems are doing that early on in the year, right at the beginning of the year, they use common sense, but lessons, but I I think parents need to definitely like, reinforce that like they know what the lessons are I think it's sent out to the parents and then they need to come back around and reinforce it again and again because that kids forget too right (laughs) and and even though teachers are reminding them in the classroom now that they're virtual and at home especially um that's even more tempting (laughs) it's just like the sex talk right like how many times do you need to have that with your kid as many times as you need to have that with your kid right so have the same conversation with technology, you know, and, and, and set boundaries in place early on. Hi, this phone belongs to me. It's in my name. I can take it at any point in time. I want open it up and look at it because it's my phone right. and I'm going to do that. And if I see anything inappropriate on this phone, I'm taking it from you mm-hmm. and just being, and then standing firm on that rule. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I know I, uh, you know, and you and I talked about this early on, there are so many apps out there that look like things that they're not. So it's really hard sometimes as a parent to know what your child is doing on their phones because it looks like a calculator app, but it's not, it's where they're sending photos. Mm -hmm. Um, WhatsApp is an encrypted text and video and phone application that is not native to either of the phones, but can be used and it's completely encrypted. Mm-hmm. So they can share things, they can video stream from it. So even if you lock down like FaceTime or some apps on the phone, you've got to be really mindful of the fact that some of these apps have like hidden video capabilities that you wouldn't necessarily be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Snapchat is used in a I lot of. I ask you about Snapchat because people think those disappear, and they do, but they're still there. 
<laughs> they're still on that Snapchat cloud. So they're still there. Um, and people can take screenshots of all of that too. So mm -hmm. now Snapchat will tell you if somebody takes a screenshot of your snap, but that doesn't matter. It's too late now. Right. That's true. All you know is that they did it. They still have possession of it. Right. Interesting. Um, so, you know, being aware, I, I, I send out every year, I send out the like top 20 apps you need to look on the phone for, for your kid to like all of my friends. Cause I'm like, hi, these are all the new apps. Go check your kid's phone and make sure one of these aren't on here. They change very quickly. How they're used is very quickly. Um, and I know, you know, you know, people will say, well, you know, there are age parameters on a lot of these apps. They can't download them if they're not of a certain they age. They can lie, right? Yeah. Do we not think that they not know how to lie about their age? Oh, I have a story about that. When I was an educator, this was a few years back that I can think of. He was very tech, techie savvy, a sixth grader. And he, he invites us all to his Google account or something. And we're like, Hmm, who wants to talk to the parent about this? <laughs> like, uh, how did he get one of those accounts? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we had to contact parents about that. So yes, they will lie about their age. It's not like uh, anybody's asking them for ID. <laughs> it's so, so true. I'm glad you brought that up. So um, how can parents um, reach out to you? I'm glad you brought that up about your list. I'd like to get that on that list of getting your list of uh, apps <laughs> every year. <laughs> Maybe parents need to get on your list. Uh, how can they contact you so um, they can get all these great ideas and things from you? Absolutely. So the best way to really find me is just through my Instagram account because it's, it is a public account because it is used for my business. Right. So <laughs> it is open to all. Um, it's BernadettePanier.co. So my first and last name, uh, .co. It's on Instagram. And, and the show notes too, so parents can see it. Great. And they can follow me there. They can direct message me there. Um, the link to schedule time with me is in my bio. And, you know, while yes, I work with micro business owners to, you know, increase their revenue and help them sell whatever it is they're selling, whether, whether it's their speaking or their programs, their coaching, their widgets, their jams, whatever yeah. it is you're selling. Um, you know, I also do have a piece of this where I work with being confident on camera making sure that you have the best first impression the first time around mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, you look your best on camera because honestly, regardless of what happens in the next year to two years, 50% of us are going to stay just the way we are because we've become really, you know, it takes, I think I, I used to think it takes 21 days to build a habit. And I heard from a neuro friend of mine, it's 66 days now, which <laughs> made me sad because that's a lot longer. But <laughs> we're way past 66 days. So I think we've all built habits. <laughs> so Especially during COVID, I'm sure we have. <laughs> some good, some bad. That's right. But, um, but yeah, definitely find me on Instagram um, and reach out to me. Send me a direct message. Schedule some time with me. I'm happy to look at the backgrounds and see how things look and help any of the parents that are on that are listening right now that you know my kid is interviewing or my kids looking at colleges or interviewing for high schools mm -hmm. what do we need to do i also do provide audits on your social media and while that normally is about like your bio 
your picture, your background photos, things like that. I actually go through all of your photos and tell you what to delete. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, and that's a big help a lot of times because especially on professional pages, I'm always like, what, what is all of this? Nobody needs to see any of this. This all needs to go. <laughs> that's amazing. And really a lot of teams today, Bernadette have businesses. They've started their own little business. So they need to definitely understand, and parents, if you're listening to me, reach out to Bernadette, especially if your child is even mowing lawns or doing anything to start a page, a website, you know, reach out to Bernadette and have her have a conversation with your team because a lot of teens are starting businesses on apps. I mean, they're not necessarily in person. They're using social media to start a business. Yeah. Instagram, Etsy, you know, Facebook marketplace. I mean, there are a lot of places where you can definitely build a business inexpensively Yeah, um, and make a ton of money. Pinterest, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I've added a couple of things to my uh, season two. And one of them is, do you have a favorite quote or affirmation you can share with our parent audience? Do I have a favorite quote? So I have a ton of them. Um, (laughs) I know this one's by Anthony. Anthony Oh, Anthony Bourne. Uh, Yeah, uh, he's he's got a couple of them. But yes, he's got, um, well, well, I don't know which one I shared with you because I have a couple in my house. But one of the ones I love for him (laughs) is like, your your body is an amusement park. Enjoy the ride. That's a good one. Um, but Julia Childs is probably my favorite one. Um, and it's not even necessarily her quote. Um, it's a quote that her husband used to say to her and it was, you are the butter to my bread and the breath to my life. Um, and I, that's one that my husband and I exchange on a regular basis. So, um, the other Anthony Bourdain, I, that I, I think I shared with you, which is I'm certain of nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you also said, um, luck is not a business model. Oh yeah. Luck is not a business model. And that really should be like my motto. I should like try to copyright that, that somehow from his there of your and have that. Yeah. <laughs> luck is not a business model. Like no one, no. Yeah. The whole thing, like I got lucky. That's, <laughs> not, that's not how it goes. You're not going to manifest anything. You have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know. And I love a crystal, but none of my crystals are going to do And Like they, they're very soothing to me, but you know, one crystal is not going to make me a million dollars. I really have to do the work. Right. So exactly. And then what are two things you're most thankful for right now? Two things I'm thankful for. I'm really thankful for my husband's health. We turned a big corner late 2020 going into 2021 where the chemo really started, his body started responding to the chemo. So I'm very, very thankful for his health. And um, I'm also really thankful that, I have the ability every day to get up and do something I love and I'm not, I no longer feel weighed down by something that I didn't. Mm. And I feel like if I can make an impact, even the smallest little impact every single day for the good, then I've left the world today in a better place than it was yesterday. And that's how I want to, I want every day to be that way. I want to leave the world a little bit in a better place than it was the day before Awesome. No matter what that impact is, it could be helping somebody across the street or paying for somebody's groceries mm-hmm. um, or just hugging somebody or smiling at somebody or, you know, asking them if they're having a good day. I hope um, you do that soon. <laughs> yeah. 
I miss that. I'm a hugger. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the hugs are definitely different. I got clear masks recently, so you can see my smile. Um, I wear those out occasionally, which is kind of funny because people are kind of thrown back by it because they're like, you don't have a mask on. I'm like, yes, I do. I do. Yeah, a friend of mine, a teacher who was subbing, uh, she would do that. She had the clear ones. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. You've been so helpful to our parents. And um, this information has been, I've learned a lot myself. Very valuable. I appreciate you joining me on my show. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate being invited and I hope you would be invited back again sometime soon. Yeah. Love to do a Facebook live with you. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm always here for that. Great. Well, thank you audience. And um, we'll reach back out again next week when we have a different guest for you. So take care and have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Whenever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to dynamuslearningacademy.com slash podcast. You may also contact me if you need tutoring assistance for your child. I may be reached at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.